Hello? Hello? Please leave all this in. <laughs> Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 94, episode 5 of the Daily Zeitgeist, a production of I Heart Radio. Okay, that's a new way to say it. That's how we that's how we talk in LA now. Okay? This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say off the top from the start line. Fuck Coke Industries and fuck Fox News. Okay, it is Friday, August 9th, 2019. My name is Miles Gray. <laughs> AKA <clears throat> For being miles of gray, I am known for eating fast food almost every day. Life of the party, like to smoke my bowl. Ooh, Italian man, you simply must go. Yeah, I'll try anything that you want me to do. Yeah, I said almost anything. You want me to do, yeah But I can't speak for Jack, no, no No can do I can't speak for Jack, no, no No can do You got to respect the rhythm of the no can do and no can do, okay? That's very important. <clears throat> the Hall Notes AKs have not ended. Neither has my love for them. Thank you to everybody who put my attention onto that hotline. I have not called it yet. I don't want it to ruin my life. Uh, but thank you to Wide Awake at 3.45 a.m. for that can't go for that, a.k.a. Now, we have a guest host. Someone who whose name, it inspires many. Not because of the way it just rolls off your tongue, but for the amount of letters that can be recombined to create an infinite number of combinations that are so awe-inspiring, they're unbelievable. Not only is this person a... Uh, Someone with a master's degree, okay, in film writing, okay. This person is a comedian doing good in the world, teaching classes, trying to educate others on how to be a good comedian. Also, the host of <laughs> a, a seminal podcast, one might say, uh, one known as the Bechdel Cast. Now, it is my pleasure, my honor, to introduce today's guest co-host, Caitlin Durante, aka Latin dancer UTI, yes. aka Nine Tit Dracula, <laughs> a- <laughs> aka <laughs> Lauren D. Titanic. Wow. Aka this is a new one. Urine addict deal. Urine so like addict deal. An addict filled with urine, and then a deal that maybe happens within that attic or a deal to sell that attic. It could be oh, anything. Oh, an attic, not an attic. addict. Right. A- oh, attic. you're an addict deal. Wow. Like, so, right, like it's a urine deal going down in an attic. Exactly. Yes, yes. That's what people do when they want to test clean on pee tests. There's an, there's an right. attic you so go to. So maybe it should be attic urine deal. There was a basketball player recently who, um, uh, on his drug test, found out he was pregnant. And they're like, what the fuck? And at first people were really confused. Then they realized he stole his girlfriend's <laughs> urine uh, to piss clean on the test. And she didn't even know. Oh, my God. And they're like, they're like, um, first of all, you're banned for a year. Uh, and also, congratulations. You're Whoever's pregnant. penis is, they're pregnant. Um, also, so, it wasn't like an Arnold Schwarzenegger in junior being pregnant kind no, of thing. No, no. Got it. Uh, but when will the when will science catch up? And allow people with penises to become pregnant and carry 
the babies. Like cisgendered men to have children? Yes. Uh, we'll see. I'm I waiting. Mean, I've, I, I talk about this whenever we talk about male pregnancy. Uh, Brett Weinbach has a video where you can see someone give birth through a penis and what that would look like. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's horrifying. Yes. But you know what? If that's what y'all go through, then we should go through I it too. I don't think necessarily <laughs> you should like give birth through a penis. Well, but, like, um, that's where I'm. That's my stance. Okay, I mean, brave. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> don't say I wasn't an ally. Okay, um, and we are thrilled to be joined in our guest third spot, a first time guest, uh, but a longtime friend of mine, and someone who <laughs> I've been dying to get on the show. Now, I would describe this person first and foremost as a human being. Wow. Then a comedian. Then a writer on the podcast, <laughs> Love It or Leave It, with John Lovett on another network, decent network, but a different one. Still love it. I won't leave it. And also a true daughter of Iowa. Please welcome Jossie Kaufman. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank welcome. you for coming, Jossie. Yes, I'm the corn queen. That's how I'm going to brand myself as a new guest. Wow, great. I'm the, I'm a sludge queen. You're the sludge queen? A.K.A. Sludge, sludge Slut. What? Sludge slut. <laughs> slut for sludge. Yeah. I'm part of a podcast that you're going to be doing, right? About uh, yeah, healthcare. Uh, it's in this already country. dropped. Two episodes already out, baby. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. we'll have to let y'all know about that Caitlin's later on. Caitlin's teased sludge to me twice, and oh. she's like, you'll hear more. You'll, <laughs> you'll hear more. Out. Are you confused, just everyone? Just just wait. Just keep listening. Um, Jossie, before we get into your life and who you are, of course. Uh, let's give people a quick preview about what we're going to talk about today. Okay, look. We are going to talk about a historic ice raid, not in a good way, in a really terrible, fucked up way that happened in Mississippi, and a weird coincidental fact about, you know, raids and uh, worker abuse. And sometimes raids tend to follow up uh, allegations of worker abuse. Hmm, oh, wow. Who would have thought? I don't know. Hmm, not saying wow. not saying one's connected to the other, but God, that there really might sucks. be some I examples. Guess those worker abuse claims never get addressed. Right. Well, and sometimes they do, but we'll get into that <laughs> okay. even more. Uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, you know, he obviously. Somehow, his racist dial didn't even go up to 11. It went to fucking 19. He turned it up to 20 um, and suddenly uh, took a vacation that was already planned. Okay, it was very planned, so it's not about anything else. He was planned. Mm -hmm. It's fine. He's planned. Okay? And then finally, because we have uh, an actual Iowan here, um, and I have a love for your state. I must be honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the state fair began yesterday, Thursday. Uh, and you know, I just want to go over some of the food, the new food items with you. And also just to show me what it's like to be part of your world. Yeah, of course. I can't you know? wait. I was uh, at the top of the research and development of consumable foods for sure. <laughs> Were you? Yeah. No. Pushing really? boundaries. No, oh, oh, I, mean... <laughs> I, I would really actually believe that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. No, we do like produce like 70% of the world's edible corn. And that's these are the facts that I'm bringing hot yeah, thank in this you. episode. Oh. And also, uh, big thanks to the corn lobby that paid yeah. for you to be here. Oh, yeah. I'm rolling in it. Substantial <laughs> donation to our show that they gave. And they're like, we don't know. Just get Jossie in there. Yeah, yeah the yeah, corn yeah. lobby is funding my Hollywood lifestyle. <laughs> and I am on rooftop bars every night. Telling people facts? Yeah, and ordering the appetizers. <laughs> You're like Mama Shelter. You're like, yeah. have you tried the street corn? I'm like, actually, you got you can, you can sit at the tables if you actually order food <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay let's get into it Jossie what is something from your search history yeah uh, that's revealing about who you are um I I yesterday googled Spencer Pratt politics mm. because I was like so okay there was a headline where Orange County officially flipped blue where yeah. there are now in Orange County, which is like a long time Republican stronghold. It was like stronghold. the SoCal Republican yeah. stronghold, yeah. Yeah, and it's also, that's why it's like the scariest place to drive <laughs> because mm. of 
all of the rich people and the Republicans, but they flipped blue and I was like, wow, is this the end of an OC era? And I was thinking of the heroes and the titans of the Orange County. And mm-hmm. I was thinking of Spencer Pratt. And Wait, Spencer from Orange County? Uh, I mean, they were in oh the God. hills. Oh, shit. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm from L.A., so I'm very particular. You know, Spencer Pratt might be our trash. And that's, honestly, that's on me. (laughs) But what are his politics? Because I know everyone, I forget who it was, Steve Hernandez, I think, was the one saying that the New Hills is, like, a really interesting take on, like, these people's friendships as they become adults. And, like, there's a lot of, it's not just sort of, well, he was saying not just vapid reality show, which to me turned me off because I'm only Mm. there for the, (laughs) just the (laughs) The empty, the garbage, (laughs) if you will. Yeah. Um, But I wasn't sure if you'd seen the show and there was something from the show, but you were just curious. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did come into the Laguna Beach franchise at the Hills. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, and then I went back and watched Laguna Beach, which was subtitled as the real OC. So, it's this massive world to me. But very quick Google search, I found out that they are both Republicans, Heidi and Spencer. (gasps) And it's just like, I I think that's what I knew I was. That's that's the result I was expecting to get. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was like, what if I was like, there's a world where like Spencer Pratt is like a huge Bernie supporter or something. Like they could be anything. Right. I mean, I thought he was into crystals. It's weird. He <laughs> he has a lot of the cultural totems yeah. of like a liberal. Right. But of course, baby, with that face. Yeah. And your with dwindling that, bank account. Of course. <laughs> I mean, Spencer Pratt contains multitudes. I was like, maybe he's got this textured right. nuanced approach. He might actually be one of those people who's like, look, I'm a libertarian. <laughs> you're like okay yeah but that wouldn't mm, surprise go me go on i will say on this google search i did do the thing where they like give you that window of the first search result and then it's like a paragraph in quotes oh sure yeah mm-hmm, and it just mm-hmm. said spencer pratt republican and i did not click on it so i i don't want to okay. minimize yeah, yeah. he has some sure, complexities sure. he might in his political leanings. and that might be an old article you know yeah maybe if you actually did some googling you'd yeah. see that he is a full-on elizabeth warren yeah freak. maybe he like expressed a lot of remorse after the 2016 election right. and really got his boots on the ground actually no he would be yang gang what am i saying oh i think he, oh no oh. he would be marianne williamson oh he, yeah i believe oh because he likes that like that, yeah. that crunchy crystal shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't believe in vaccinations, I'm sure. <laughs> hey, man, it's their it's their choice, man. These kids could get hurt. You know what I mean? These, yeah. kids are, these parents are freaked out, man. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That's what Very the sympathetic. Is. Yeah. Um, what's something that's overrated? Okay. So this is maybe one of my most unpopular opinions, and I have a lot of bad opinions, but I think Magic Mike XXL is overrated. And I know it's like weird to be coming at <laughs> it now in 2019. You? I have no I don't have no idea. Okay. Okay, so Magic Mike is XXL is the sequel to the first Magic Mike. I have to say I have oh, not Oh, where they go to Vegas for like this the Yeah, professional the, it's one? a it's a road trip comedy yes. Yes. ensemble male comedy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what I so I watched this New Year's Eve 2015 first hour of 2016 because I was like Everyone likes this movie. I want to start my year off right with something I know will be a hit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like what I watched was just like so demoralizing because it was pitched to me as like, oh, it's like finally like it's empowering to women to like have this sexuality on display. The, and like, the, the female gaze. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 And like the female gaze and like, oh, it's just like fun and it's for women and everything. But like. I think it's trash. I haven't seen the first Magic Mike, uh, but like what I watched sucked because first of all, I don't like Steven Soderbergh, and I think that that's that makes me. I just haven't found what I like from him yet. I find his style very smarmy, and I think 
he did the cinematography in Magic Mike XXL, and there's like literally a scene where Channing Tatum and Amber Heard are lit by it seems like Chevy like or Dodge Durango headlights, <laughs> and like like you cannot see them at all. And I'm like, is this good? Like right. I'm watching this. Maybe my it's TV real is, too is what dark. it is. It's yeah. Real. And also, there are like no women behind the camera. There's no, I'm, there might be one female producer, but it's directed, written, shot, et cetera. Even the costumes are done by a man. There's a, a female who's the head of makeup, but like everything else. Wow, you really did a fucking so, analysis. Yeah. So this is, okay, so it's catering to like the straight female gaze, but it's still all created by but men. But it's like still in the guise of men, <laughs> right? Because like people are like, uh, and then the characters are constantly talking about how they're healers <laughs> and they're like, and like women have do. tough days. And it's like, and that's why we got to jackhammer our dicks in their face Yeah, <laughs> because that is, that is the climax of every single lap dance in that movie. It ends up with either one or two of the men jackhammering their dicks in the face of a woman while they go like, ah, just pumping. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is what women like, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, like, was no. your manager an asshole harassing you? How about my fucking dick in your your face <laughs> yeah and then like two there are two i think really bad scenes and one is where donald glover and matt bomer in a scene that's shot like by like cop style dash cam <laughs> like <laughs> like cover like dual coverage angle dash cams they're like doing an improvised 12 minute dialogue of them pretending to be unsuccessful and talking about breaking into the industry. And so it's like Matt Bomer and Donald Glover earnestly being like, yeah, I mean, like, and like Donald Glover's like, yeah, I mean, like, I want to do this music thing, but like, I don't know, like maybe my voice just isn't meant to be heard. (laughs) It's like, and then Matt Bomer's like, I've been trying to act for, for a while and I'm just waiting for that one audition, but man, maybe I'm just meant to be a dancer the rest of my life. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) It's so self-indulgent. It made me stop being a Donald Glover fan for like, like two minutes. Two minutes. Yeah, then, it was really hard. And the for next me. thing came out. You're like, okay. I'm I was back. like, oh no, I can't listen to Freaks and Geeks or whatever. <laughs> Wait, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, you said you watched it at the end of 2015 into like on yeah, New Year's Eve. Yeah. So it so was technically you, 2016. Did when you I time it. it so that like <laughs> when the ball would be dropping, the pants would be dropping? Oh. Ooh. Ooh. If I had, maybe. Okay, okay. If I had, maybe I would have liked it more. <laughs> Do you know the origin story of Magic Mike? Caitlin? Not really. I remember I've seen both of them. I remember being pretty underwhelmed by yeah. especially I would say double the only thing I remember honestly from either of the movies is Channing Tatum like fucking a table saw or whatever that, that is, is. I will say the best <laughs> That's called the, art. The best scene I, I, like to po- to genuine's pony. Yes. Yeah. Uh yeah. I I sometimes just watch that on YouTube. It's funny. I asked you that because I was trying to set you up for that bit you do where you're going to say Mike was not bit by a magic spider. Fuck. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. Rewind. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you know the origin story of Magic Mike? Well, um <sighs> In theory, <laughs> hopefully, if it was a good movie, it would be about a mic that mm-hmm. was bitten by a radioactive magic. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. I guess <laughs> Magic Johnson. I don't know. Oh yeah. wow! Um, oh. Yeah, wow. Okay, Michael but, Jordan. Uh, but uh, it is not about that. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's about therefore, okay. it's not a good movie. I yeah. just like the last yeah. scene uh, where wow. You want to talk about body rolls. <laughs> you want to just roll your body to something. That final dance. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. 
Now, what is something that is underrated? Uh, let's see. Underrated, I have... Okay. So, I think that the, the system, the Nintendo DS, is underrated as a gaming system. Wow. And I think it often gets called just for babies like the and that's because nintendogs is one of the best games on it where you just like pet and bathe and feed dogs wow and throw them frisbees uh-huh. um but actually they're like really good like adult games like okay. uh phoenix Wright, attorney at law and uh, also you can play game boy advance cartridges on it so you can wait play- there's like a, a, an attorney based game yeah. where you have to like this is wait, all like definitely so i'm projecting right now i don't want to buy a nintendo Switch because it's expensive, but I do still have my Nintendo. Oh, so DS. you're just trying to rationalize like yeah. this is still actually yeah, it's good. actually a really good system. And um, yeah, there's this attorney game where you're just like it's really sexist actually. Like all the women are have all the women are characters divorced. are like no, they're all like stupid or horny. And uh, they all, women wow. are that way. So, like um, as a stupid accurate. horny person, I do relate and see myself in the character, but. But uh, yeah, there's a my my former boss recommended this DS game to me, and I finally got around to playing it yesterday. And uh-huh. I was like, okay, maybe I'm a big DS girl now. Wow! I also think that the Nintendo DS is cool because the DS just stands for dual screen because it has two screens. Oh, oh, that's the one that flips up. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Dual screen. Hmm. Bottom one's a touch screen. Wow. I'm saying specifically the oldest model of it is good because it's one I have, and I don't want to buy. <laughs> I a like new under. Just like using this as a time to rationalize that <laughs> you you may have something obsolete, but like yeah. no, it's actually really chill. Also, like I don't know if you guys ever had Game Boys or Game Boy Advance yes, or did. anything no. like that, but like Nintendo products are undestructible. I think of like and all, indestructible and oh fuck, <laughs> I'm sorry, Under, you I'm, cannot destruct. And I'm it being my be sixth grade English teacher, Mrs. Schultz, who would be like, oh. Is that similar to this word? And I'm like, <laughs> I feel small and I'm 12. This isn't good for my <laughs> enthusiasm to learn. Um, yeah, there is something about, like, the first Game Boy had the gray one. Yeah. That was the very first chunky one. Yeah. I couldn't tell you that how many like times a brick. I b- fucking dropped it's from, like, like, 30 feet in the air. It's a brand that's meant to be, like, hurled out of a suburban window. Right. On, <laughs> like, a, on a freeway. Like, I sometimes, like, I'll, I'll really get... Uh, carried away thinking like what if Nintendo went the Apple route and got into the smartphone game because mm-hmm. I think a Nintendo smart game oh, no smartphone. cracked screens no cracked screens anymore. yeah yeah and it would last forever and huh. I think that huh. like like they have such high respect right now that I think that they could actually challenge the iPhone because wow. like you watch an old reality show and you're like it's it's crazy it's like there's envies on there. There's chocolates on there. There's all right. these competing cell phones. That remember envies when cell phones were cool? Chocolate is that the LG? Wasn't LG chocolate? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Oh my God, I almost the rumor. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, the, the razor. razor. I had a mm-hmm. razor. I had a when I Black got my curve. I had I had an envy. Oh you had my, the envy? you had an envy. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And, and that I'm, Motorola one that's supposed to be and like uh, screens used to like flip up the and slide. Kick. You're about oh, the, the whole mm-hmm. everything. Oh, yeah. yes. I'm like Simpler sometimes times. I sometimes I yearn for that because yeah. look just tape an old cell phone to the back of your DS and you're good. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then I will look awesome on the subway. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm like at doing subway. business calls. Yeah, and you're at- like uh, yes, look at my phone. I do want to toast it <laughs> yeah. twice. And then I'm gonna do all my business calls at the subway mm-hmm. where business happens. Exactly. <laughs> um, finally, what's a myth, Jossie? What's something that people just get wrong? You know? Yeah. So I grew up my whole life thinking that. Birds were the lamest animals. 
Mm. Yeah, like uh, especially like pet birds. Like I didn't understand the allure of parakeets, right. all birds, cockatiels. They all seemed like rats of the sky. You know, sky rats. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah. Truly, I. And I also thought people who liked birds were lame. Like, if you're a bird person, like, uh, I'm guilty of that. You're as a bird well. person? No, I'm saying oh. I'm guilty Judging of, the of having thought yeah, that. Right? Like, if you're like cat or dog and someone's like, can I say bird? bird? You're, like, <laughs> you're like, really? You want something that's going to ruin yeah. us watching TV for every fucking eight <laughs> minutes? But I recently went two hours out of Los Angeles to a place called Ostrichland, USA. What? And it is this massive, uh, like, open plain area uh-huh. with a fence where you can, and it just has dozens ostriches? upon hundreds of ostriches oh. which i learned are the only bird that has three toes and oh. and when they say toes like a t-rex when they say toes yeah like a raptor here is the thing <laughs> bloody Bir- all birds are dinosaurs right, and mate. all dinosaurs are Our birds, birds. Yeah, i've seen jurassic park a hundred times yeah when you feed an ostrich it is terrifying because that's what you do you pay first of all it's like only five dollars to get in to get your hand bitten off and do you go and one dollar to buy a little plate of food that's literally in like a dust pan like it's like a broom You're heavy duty broom dustpan <laughs> one with food like, please yeah here's a dustpan with a some cut out in circle it. where like pellets uh, or like a bowl of pellets are mm-hmm. and they're like okay you have to grasp it by two hands extend your entire arms and then like the ostriches, first of all, their necks are hoses of muscle, mm-hmm. and they like <laughs> they can go under things. They can like wiggle under the fence and poke their. And it's like a four foot long neck. These things are terrifying and also like amazing. Like I'm <laughs> in awe of them. So you learn to love the bird. Yeah, and then they like wow. peck with the speed and the sound of a staple gun. That's how they eat. They Whoa. just like they just like pierce and attack. And bite, and that's how they eat the. What's pellets? it smell like? You know, not as bad as you'd think. In my mind, a bird just smells like shit. Especially a huge <laughs> yeah. bird. Like yeah, I'm that. like, yo, this thing smells like absolute shit. I don't know how those feathers, like, they just feel like sponges. Yeah, for yeah odor. I would not touch any of these birds. And then, so on one, <laughs> I would not touch them. <laughs> no. I respect them now, but I will never. On touch one them. end, they have ostriches, which are also have long, beautiful eyelashes, like cartoon oh, yeah, female cats oh. or something. Like <laughs> right. truly, like beautiful eyes. And then on the other side, they have emus, which just are raptors. Like emus are our height, if not taller. They have these oh, like really I cr- they- crazy oh. predator eyes. And like, so what do we need to do to address this threat? So, uh, <laughs> from what I'm I hearing, threat to national security. Yeah. What I'm saying is that birds have will long outlive us and have already like lived way earlier than us. So, so we need to respect them. I think we need to respect the birds a little more. Well, what do you think now of a bird person? Because before you're like a fucking bird person. Now in your new 2019 outlook. Yeah. Well, <laughs> is it bad if I still don't like bird people? <laughs> Well, what is it about a bird person you think is is they're not someone's not sitting right? I think like you know, bird. It's just bird people are a little kinky. I think. I think. Oh, you know, so like, you're a little too vanilla. Yeah, I think too, I'm too vanilla <laughs> to be a bird person. And so like it's not even that they are bad. It's just that like I haven't challenged myself. Oh, wow, correctly. you're intimidated. I, right. I'm intimidated okay. by someone who knows when they're a child that they're a bird person. Right. <laughs> when you have these options of like furry cat, soft dog. Scary bird. Like (laughs) I'm all about these feathers. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's like a thing where it's like in 2019 I've learned this valuable lesson and maybe in 2020 I can like 
I can like grow inwardly. If this and, is like, a rom com, your destiny is to be with a bird person. Yeah, yeah. So I'm <laughs> or a fucking emu. I don't know which one this yeah. gonna be or that one of those uh <laughs> yeah ostriches. Like I want to see like Godzilla King of Monsters style movies, but with birds. Like oh wow, emus and ostriches. So wait, when you go to this ostrich farm, does like Sam Neil come out with like a, a <laughs> ostrich claw, claw right. and he's like, "This is gonna slice you across, <laughs> across your belly, spilling your intestines," and everyone's like, "And you have to be that loud mouth kid." Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, so I just like. Like a big turkey. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, motherfucker. It's oh. close. I to wish that? Yeah. in the real. Ver- I heard in the original script, um, he actually just slashes his belly open with the raptor claw, <laughs> spilling and his spill- intestines. Yeah, and just eviscerates him, yeah. and everyone's like, oh my god. And yeah, yes. Jeff Goldblum ends yeah. up just taking over the tour. Yeah. Anyway, it's just one of the many like, eviscerating scenes left on Spielberg's cutting room yeah, floor. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> actually, like he cuts a lot of body horror scenes. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. weird. It's weird. Huh. huh. Huh, he loves uh, your little art, boys' Steven. journeys and body horror. And evisceration <laughs> by a thousand uh, claws. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break, and we're going to be right back. And we're back. Hi. How was everybody during that break? Really good, good yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, I really explored I, myself. I took right. a sip of peach pear LaCroix. Good flavor. Yeah, good flavor. Good flavor. Uh, they're on their way down, it seems like, as a company. So, you know. LaCroix? LaCroix? Yeah, they're, uh, their earnings are falling. We've they have challengers that are cheaper? They're, well, that and they're just, you know, people caught on. They're like, wait, people just like flavor <laughs> bullshit in the, in the sparkling water? So easy. So right, now easy. everyone's like, oh, well, here's ours. Oh, you just take water and inject essence of flavor? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, something I wanted to talk about um, to switch gears a bit to uh, – not lighter fare, heavier fare, is there was a really big ice raid in Mississippi on Wednesday, a historic raid. And they say that because they picked up 680 workers uh, in a single day across seven uh, food processing plants in six cities. And predictably, most of these people were Hispanic workers who were undocumented. Uh, These weren't people who were like running away. They had addresses. There was a lot of people were like, why this version of rounding people up on the first day of school also? So there were a few kids who finished the day finding out that their parents were in custody. I think as of right now, about half had been released um, while like the other 350 or so are still in custody. But it's just one of these, you know, just strange timing, right? Because just as Trump was in El Paso consoling people, or quote unquote, or the, consoling the victims of a racially motivated terrorist attack, uh, you just have, you know, Gestapo 2.0 rounding people up. And again, like these ICE raids that are, are obviously meant to terrify undocumented people are nothing new. But a lot of the activists that are involved with workers in these processing plants and just general immigration activists have pointed out, like, a little bit of a coincidence with the timing of certain raids. Um, so this one raid at Coke Foods, somehow completely unrelated to Coke Industries. <laughs> Whoa. Somehow. Because I was like, of course. Of this course mother-. they'd be in the food and then processing like, game. No, yeah, this okay. somehow is the one thing that's just some other people who are exploiting uh, immigrant labor. They had basically been hit with just substantial legal trouble um, just a year ago. So in 2018, there was a nearly eight-year-long legal battle with this company, they had to settle for three and three point seven five million dollars that was brought by the uh, Federal Equal Employment Opportunity Commission because there was allegations that supervisors at this plant 
were engaging in sexual harassment and racial harassment of the female workers at this plant. Specifically, these allegations were about supervisors were touching and or making sexually suggestive comments to these female employees, hit Hispanic employees, and charged many of them money for normal everyday work activities. So this was just off the walls bullshit. And yeah. then like at some point, there was a consent decree. They had to set up a 24-hour hotline for workers to uh, be able to make complaints about their treatment. And then, boom, this this is one of the raids that gets hit. Now, mm-hmm. that, that was a year. Like a, a long time had passed. But in June of last year, there was another sort of similar raid at a meatpacking plant in Salem, Ohio, um, where ICE raided this uh, place, the Freshmark Meatpacking Plant, and they arrested 140 workers. A week before that raid, OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, fined this company $211,194 for three different incidents where they said there were there were not proper guards for dangerous machinery, and eventually that resulted in the death of one undocumented worker whose leg got caught uh, in a rotating auger oh, and god. bled to death. Oh my god! And then boom, a raid happened. So a lot of these people are saying like this is something they've seen before, where there was another plant too, where a, a banker anonymously called and said, oh, "I think there are undocumented people working at this plant." Now, based on the, what, like. I think because they just know and whether that whether or not that's a way to indirectly retaliate for these people saying like because that's sort of the power dynamic. Right. It's like you shouldn't we shouldn't be hiring you, but we're 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 hiring you. And part of that is going to be we will treat you a team player, which means just uh, ignore the abuse. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Take what you can get. Right. And so the U.S. attorneys that was announcing, oh, we've we've this is a record raid on undocumented people. Um, they're saying like, this is a message to the people who employ these people also, we're also going to get you. But as of right now, uh, a lot of the reports said neither of these are these companies in Mississippi didn't have any specific legal jeopardy they were in. And sometimes these companies will cut a deal with ICE to say, okay, look, if we tell you, uh, we have these undocumented people and you do a raid, will you be more lenient on us for hiring them? And I think that's just really fucked up because really the, the massive amounts of penalties need to be going against these companies that are even engaging in this, which is creating this, inv- like, to exploit the labor and then be able to hide behind their undocumented status to abuse them is Ugh, absurd. Yeah, and the fact that even these companies can cut deals for breaking the law in order to, you know, subject these people to, like, wh- whatever the fuck's going to happen. I mean, we heard about someone who was in ICE detention who was deported to a country they had never even been to. <laughs> um, and then had died as a result because they weren't getting their medication. Oh, um, this is just sort of like the situation that all of this is swirling around. And it's all meant to terrorize these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, this is just kind of, this is all becoming far too normal. Um, and, you know, while a lot of these companies want to say like, oh, there's there's no relationship between these raids happening and like the abuse they were reporting, it, it doesn't look good. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like a the labor abuse narratives of these like massive companies are so. It's like Upton Sinclair's The Jungle, and right. It's like what what's going to be the story that finally gets people to sympathize with this like yeah. really fucked up relationship? There were some people who were being interviewed that were like in the town, and mm-hmm. they were saying like some people were like you know the narrative of like immigrants are taking our jobs wasn't that big. To some people, and I don't know how you know liberal this person was and may have been looking sure. through the rosiest lenses, or even a conservative who's in denial about the racism that might be present in their community. Um, 
but they were saying that they did realize like that when they saw people like whose kids were going to school with their kids completely distraught Jeez, over the yeah. fact that their parents had been ripped away like that seemed to connect with some people mm. because i think on some level right like if you if you're any parent you would never think like hey do you want your kids to suffer for a decision you yeah. made i don't think any parent would ever be like yeah that's on my kid yeah. right? and i think right, when you right. see kids sort of uh have to bear the brunt of that maybe knocked some screw loose but again doesn't seem like it because too many people are really invested in this demonization of of uh yeah. of immigrants to this country yeah and also if you just think of like the deportation of like hundreds and hundreds of people with families and everything that's just like a devastation that's going like that causes trauma for decades and decades and yeah. generations like, and this is a thing that i'm also worried about with the violence that's going on and these kinds of raids like this is this trauma that they're causing can manifest into something much darker down the road yeah. when you yeah. have these victims of this kind of direct and, yeah like sort of terroristic treatment where they're constantly saying like, oh, this government has been treating me like a subhuman, yeah. ripping my family apart with no care for my humanity. People can get radicalized in the other direction. Totally. Too. You know, like, and that's really something that's ignored. It's always like, well, what's the cost? It costs $180 yeah. to detain people. There's also a really significant psychological, emotional toll this takes on many people. So yeah, uh, it can't just be sort of you know, measured in facts and figures and numbers yeah. like that. And I wish it like were like even surprising that the companies are working with the government to reduce their sanctions. But <sighs> right. like, yeah, it's that's just like surprising. Powerful. No, right. No, at this point. Well, and this is why we need actual immigration reform. Totally. And also like clearly there's a need for this kind of labor. Then why not find a way for these people to become American citizens? Right. I mean, and, and that's part of the narrative, which is that, um, you know, immigrants come to this country for better opportunities for themselves and probably more often than not their children. And they are forced generally into these undesirable, unsafe jobs and horrible working conditions. And then they can't even do that because of these raids. And the, yeah. like, I, it was funny on one of the, I think it was on MSNBC or so someone was like, Oh, so now that these plants got raided are a bunch of American people lining up to work there. And they're like, no, no. no. And they're like, Oh, so that'll probably be they're another truly just going to like shift over to another base of well, undocumented workers or right. something like right. like yeah the companies don't care about they American just they're like who can America? we exploit yeah. well right yeah. it's the who same reason why can we underpay yeah. and put in these awful working conditions well it's like well if it's not yeah. here then let's build the factory where those people are yeah because it's not here yeah. uh moving on to uh you know the awesome stuff that's happening uh, in this country <laughs> um fucker carlson was you know he made waves earlier this week because you know the El Paso shooting was a white nationalist, white supremacist terror attack. And we saw Republicans and conservatives doing all kinds of mental gymnastics to try and be like, mm. nope, I'm Neo in the Matrix because I don't I won't let reality <laughs> touch me right now. Right. And trying to argue all these things, what the problem is, what the problem isn't. Is it video games? Yeah. Is it drag queen advocates? Wow. Uh, as that what? one woman said, yeah, she wow. said drag queen advocates. <gasps> huh? 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 <laughs> oh, they're reading stories to our kids. Have first of drag all, drag queen oh. advocate. Am I a drag queen advocate because I I'm will a give a dollar at a show? <laughs> I'm a drag queen advocate all the fucking way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and financially, I'm investing in the drag queen. Drag queens community. will bring joy into your life. Yes. Deborah. Deborah. So Tucker Carlson decided to get on his fucking soapbox and just absolutely shit out of his mouth. <laughs> but the whole thing is a lie. If you were to assemble a list 
a hierarchy of concerns or problems this country faces. Where would white supremacy be on the list? Right up there with Russia, probably. It's actually not a real problem in America. The combined membership of every white supremacist organization in this country would be able to fit inside a college football stadium? I mean, seriously. This is a country where the average person is getting poorer, where the suicide rate is spiking. White supremacy, that's the problem. This is a hoax. Just like the Russia hoax, it's a conspiracy theory used to divide the country and keep a hold on power. That's exactly what's going on. Okay. Uh, thanks. Thanks for that amazing oh my God. insight into racial relations in this country. I mean, he does point to a couple of things. Yes, the suicide yeah. rate is very high, especially for white men. Yeah. And there is a lot of sociologists are looking into it. And as we see constantly, right, the perceived power of white men is waning. Yeah. So there is this you know, by any means necessary, grab to last ditch effort to hold on to power. And I talked about this, I think, maybe on Monday. But the logical next step for people who do not feel powerful is to regain control or a sense of power through destruction. Mm -hmm. And this is what we're seeing through uh, uh, suicide rates or even where we see a lot of these shootings where you have like, you know, people who are these like either doing crimes because or these mass shootings out of misogyny right. um, and they're sort of part of this like incel mentality um, or white supremacy. They're all born out of this thing of like my powers. Now I must destroy. That's right. true, Tucker. And that's actually what this problem is. Well, yeah, no, it's like he's saying like the basement isn't flooding. My pants are just wet. Like right. he's like saying all these reasons that are and so not connected. Like, but, look, but look at your feet. You're you're sitting, you're standing in three feet of water. Yeah. It's like, yeah. But that, but, but I feel my wet pants. Yeah, it's, it's not like, the flood I'm worried yeah, about. This is, they're I mean, so connected to me. So after this, right, then on Wednesday, he doubled down <laughs> and was like, you know, this is going to lead to a civil war. <laughs> That's and, a good Tucker Carlson, honestly. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, you just got to be whiny. Yeah. And everything is bad. And, you know, that th this this is the kind of talk that's going to lead the country to yeah. destruction. You're materializing a bow tie right now. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's somehow. <laughs> and after that rant, uh, like at the end of his episode, he's like, I will be um, taking a vacation. I'm going to be going to, he said something like, I'm going to go to the mountains to fish with my son. And sometimes politics isn't everything. And sometimes fishing with your son needs to be. That's so funny. And I was planning this the whole time. It's not because I fucking do what Fox News does, which is just be a mouthpiece for white supremacy. Right. But again, he did it to the point where, as we've seen time and time again, that money is the only thing that fucking talks with Fox News. Mm -hmm. Because these, like, fucking, quote-unquote, planned vacations happen every time one of their fucking shithead anchors goes, <laughs> shoots off at the mouth of something. Bill O'Reilly did that. He suddenly went on vacation right before he got the fucking axe uh. over all of his sexual harassment. Laura Ingram had to go to the fucking woods for a little bit after she came after David Hogue um, about like not getting into college. And people were like, what the fuck is like? And you know what happened was advertisers started bailing and then yeah. they're like, uh, go on vacation. Yeah. Right. And maybe we can get these people back. So again, we say fuck Fox News for a reason. It's because they are constantly putting these messages out there that are poisoning people's minds. And like we've said in the past and even yesterday, it's never too late to come back, okay? I understand if you are digesting a fucking, it's the same thing. If I heard Nickelback my whole life and nothing else, I might think Nickelback was the greatest band of all time. Mm -hmm. You know what? That's a bad example because Nickelback is the greatest <laughs> band the of greatest, all time, like, objectively. Th Let me were, switch. They had hits for a reason, okay? Yes. Uh, saving me? <laughs> Say it if it's worth saving me. Prison gates won't open up for me. On these hands in the... 
Okay, the that's versatility not the point. of your singing voice, Miles. I, I yeah. Simply... Okay, I didn't even get to comment on the falsetto <laughs> at the top of the Sorry. episode. Right. Oh my god, this is about my voice. Somehow, <laughs> it's about white supremacy. Um, You're about it, to get discovered if you the... keep singing like this. <laughs> a, st- a star is born. <laughs> if Chad goes down, look, hit me up, guys. I can hit the road. If Chad goes yeah, down. Chad ain't oh going yeah, down. Okay. he's invincible. Oh yeah. Um, but again, it's this whole idea that. If this is your media diet, this is fucking you up. And this is the fucking terrible thing about Fox News. And if you look at the advertisers, right, a lot of people do wake up when this happens because people, the outrage is enough that people are full-throatedly saying, I'm not going to, are you kidding me? This is where you're putting, you're advertising on this show. You're choosing to, you know, uh, support this kind of message. When people get on the phones or actually just stop buying shit, they're like, (laughs) okay, we're out. Many companies wake up. I do just want to, Still call out these motherfuckers that are still advertising despite everything Tucker Carlson is saying. Yeah, let me know who to boycott. Well, half the time, though, I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't really use any of these shits anymore. My pillow, the My Pillow guy, obviously, we know. He's he's, he's horrible. He is so in for Trump. He's an infomercial king and and recovering um, crack addict. Yeah, so he's got this crazy narrative. He says that he has the best pillow and the pillow has this, like, the packet. My mom caught me a My Pillow. For Christmas. Uh-huh. Did so, you burn it? Yeah. No. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, nope, uh huh. <laughs> it is like stuffed in my closet because it's like too small of a. It's like. It's a small pillow. It's a pillow a little larger than the size of a Kleenex box. And it can't buy pillowcases for it. <laughs> it's too fucking tiny. It's in the back of my closet. That's that's what my pillow is doing. Also, WeatherTech. If you know, they do uh, like interior carpet protection, like oh, the yeah, plastic. Didn't know what that I okay. think that's more for people who have like snow and wa- rainy conditions where you're bringing shit in your car. So far, these are extremely targeted it. to the Fox um, News viewers. Hello Fresh. Okay. Uh-oh. Podcast. Uh-huh. Now, if this, uh, I think they're based in Germany, um, but anyway, I don't know. They are still advertising. Sandals Resorts. Come on. Now. Nobody's <laughs> going to, I mean, oh, yeah. please don't go to Sandals. Zona Health. Uh, they sell medical de- devices for the treatment of hypertension. Okay. Okay. Uh, Wesley Financial Group, consumer rights group that specializes in uh, timeshare cancellations. So a scam I, for a scam. Fuck! I use them every day. How am I? Not, how am I, I gonna get rid I, of the truth of this? Keep getting fooled into buying timeshares. And a for-profit cancer treatment center. Oh, so awesome. these are. <laughs> But I get, but it's it's interesting because when you look at the people who have jumped ship, it's a pretty impressive list. I mean, not that it's impressive; yeah. it's more that they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, money's our god." Not yeah. we don't have morals; we have money concerns. Totally. So this is what we're doing. So yeah, please keep your eye on those companies. And this is just sort of again one of the reasons why Fox is so so fucked up. Um, they really have no interest in any kind of reasonable discourse. They're just there to be a propaganda wing for the. <laughs> the hate that lives on the right. Yes. Um, one thing I do want to bring up too is, look, Donald Trump has been failing on so many levels from a foreign policy position, obviously. Uh, <laughs> North Korea is still doing nuclear tests and he's like, yeah, but they're like the ones from before. So it's all good. <laughs> Even though he was like, no, uh, Kim Jong-un is my best friend. I don't know if y'all saw, we were like hugging in North Korea. Everything's good, but he's still not listening to me and actually there, there's absolutely no respect. Then the trade war, right? They're escalating tariffs. They're, they're, they labeled China a currency manipulator. And then China really hit a body blow with the U.S. this week when they basically said, we're suspending all imports of United States agricultural goods into this country. That is mm-hmm. fucking huge. Yeah. Because that is a huge market for the farmers of this country yes. uh, and the certain crops that they grow. 
And now basically ceding ground to like with one of the largest agricultural trade partners to like Russia and Brazil and being like, oh, now that that's a, that's a dimension of trade that I don't know where they're going to come back from that. And I don't think there's any level of farm subsidies that Trump can pay these farmers with that they're going to be like, yeah, but I need to sell this shit. Like, I get that you're paying me for the loss on this, but like I exist to create these crops to right. sell them. And that's how I exist. I don't want to do this. Um and so we're interesting. already like so heavily subsidizing the American yeah. farmer and like like the American farmer has one of the highest suicide rates of any occupation. Oh, uh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a dire situation. I mean, it situation. makes sense because yeah. it's a it's a it is a an occupation that's so born out of like literally your productivity mm-hmm. and like growing things. I mean like, yes, this is it. Yeah. Now I can take it to market. And when you can't do that, I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, because they're already challenged because climates are more volatile. Like, Mm -hmm. so their yields are varying wildly because weather's behaving like it's never behaved before already. Yeah. Like, and I mean, not to toot the Iowa horn, but in Iowa, we had both, like, the hottest and coldest day ever in the past year. In this Uh, this last calendar year? last calendar in 2019 so far. There is both like the coldest day. It's ever been in the hottest day. Yeah. What's the hottest day ever in Iowa? I think, God, maybe it was like 100, 115 or something. Oh my. Wow. But wait, Ouch, but I, that's hot. don't quote me though, because I <laughs> yeah, read this yeah, on Twitter yeah. like two weeks ago. So Hottest day in yeah, Iowa. Yeah, do that, do that. 115. Wow. wow. I am like, oh my God. Oh, wow. Straight from KCRG.com. <laughs> what channel is KCRG? Oh God, I have no clue. I was a KCCI viewer myself. Oh, maybe different, maybe different market. (laughs) Yeah, maybe maybe different market. market. Okay, uh, we're gonna take a quick break and be right back to talk actually more about Iowa. Hi, we're back. (laughs) Now, um, like you were saying, uh, rural America has been a big focus for politicians. Oh yeah, um, and just. You know, and the government itself, Donald Trump basically famously got the support of many farmers by being like, you know what? It's Washington's fault. This is all fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, you know, whatever, drain the fucking, <laughs> Every the four fuck years people care about Yeah, Iowa. right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> because and, of the caucuses. And then when you, with the Iowa State Fair kicking off on Thursday, this is so many candidates amazing. were there being like, hey, I'm going to shake fucking every fucking hand, I think, that the I can. The Iowa State Fair is always a delight to go to it's always a wonderful cross-section of iowa humanity but especially during election years it is like what's it like it is it's you're just going to see like every candidate eat a corn dog and then wear jeans and shake hands with people wearing john deere hats everyone has to wear jeans (laughs) yeah yeah and some politicians have really gotten got with like action shots of eating corn dogs and is there ever like a bad move a politician could do at the Iowa State Fair? Oh yeah, like, I mean, what would like, be taboo? I feel like I feel like if you're, let's if you said what's up Idaho, like if you refuse to <laughs> eat any of the food, uh-huh. I feel like that would come across poorly. But are there moments where they're like, "Hi, here's a you know cholesterol." I'm sure platter. they're like, I'm sure they're like, here's a deep fried pork fat, right? <laughs> spoonful. And you're like, oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Oh, you have really? to like you have to really like roll up your sleeves. I feel like every especially the male candidates, they're all wearing jeans mm, and like a button up with the rolled up sleeves. Got to. Yeah. You um, got to. Well, yeah, I mean it, a lot of people have been talking about how important uh rural states are, especially obviously for the votes, but when you also look at how the economy is shifting too, uh Elizabeth Warren, she has a plan. 
obviously <laughs> for the rural states that involves um, all kinds of like just sort of revolutionizing the kind of industries that are happening in those areas because a lot of manufacturing jobs have left. Um, and, you know, like you said, it's the caucuses, baby. Uh, but before we it's th this this segment isn't about that. OK, it's about the <laughs> Iowa State Fair because I love food. I love food that is notoriously terrible for your body, because to me, it's all mind over matter. In certain aspects, I guess, if in my mind this corn dog will uh, clear up my asthma, then it might. Mm, I have no proof sure. for that, but I will continue to believe it. <laughs> um, and the Iowa State Fair, they released a guide about their new food. Now, we have we always talk about fair food um, because it's just a thing for me growing up in L.A. Didn't fucking have it. The L.A. County Fair is a tragedy. Oh, no. Okay? What is it? Granola and... It's uh, fucking lame. Like, it's just like... Yes. Yeah, avocado and... Yes. Soy yeah, so vegan. Lattes. Well, I don't know. Last time I went, last time I went, to be honest, was like 96. Sure. Um, And it was just like, you know, go see the... the us three perform Cantaloupe Island. Um, if great you're lucky, song. you'll get a funnel cake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like the food was just sort of like, you know, run of the mill carnival issue, food. issue, yeah. Iowa has a fucking cult, proper are, culture with fair food. We are pushing the boundaries oh. sometimes inhumanely, like creating things that are questionably edible. Right. So I, I printed out some of the new food items uh, for us to look at. And I just, you know, I wanted to bring up a couple of things, maybe get some of your insight, Josiano, Caitlin, you, yeah. a few things immediately caught your eye oh, yes. on some of the foods. And this is a segment called um, Somebody Please Buy Me a Ticket to Iowa so I can come to the fair. <laughs> how much? Is, first of all, how much does it cost to get in the fair? Uh, I think I think it's like a $21 ticket. Okay, and that gets you... That gets you... It's a massive... The Iowa State Fairgrounds are massive. They're like a, an amusement park level. And they wow. have... I mean, there's outdoor music. There's the Bill Riley's talent competition where oh, children I all across Iowa <laughs> flock to Did tap Ashton dance. Did Ashton Kutcher ever participate in that? I, I, I cannot say with good authority. I feel like a tap dancing 12-year-old wins every year. Damn. Yeah. And, are uh, there rides? There are rides. Oh, you have to pay for lovely. the rides. Oh, Wait, uh, the 21 bucks doesn't even get you? 21, 21. It doesn't even get you admission to the rides? No, you have to pay extra. I mean, like, you got to come with singles strapped. To oh, you. Okay. yeah. So you gotta have a yeah. Last time I went to the Iowa State Fair, I I like paid, I paid two dollars to see the world's smallest horse, and it was just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a baby horse. Yo, you couldn't just like peep it from like you know from a few feet it was away. Like, like oh, okay. it's like world's smallest horse and world's biggest pig, and I was like, and it was like in, the in same, a tent. At the same time, it was in a tent. Like, were they like, the same was size? Was it Hobbs Barnum stuff? <laughs> it was like you go in and you're like, oh yeah, I just got tricked. Like, right, right. <laughs> Behold, the cat born with the head of a, yeah. a horse and the body of a horse. But what is free that is as fun as like a rickety old just built yesterday roller coaster is like there are like pig competitions and like uh, like horse competitions. And you get to see all these like strong braided rural Iowans who grew up with horses like come and like do tricks and show off. Dressage their... even. Yeah. Yeah. And like huh. groom their horses. Okay. And you can walk through there. There's like varied industries building where you can put your hands in hot tubs and. What do you mean in hot tubs? It's like all of the hot tub salesmen from all across the state bring all their hot tub models and what? try to get you to buy a hot tub like at the, at fair? the fair. And you see like boomers like <laughs> signing Shelling papers out, right. like they're like buying wow. hot tubs. There's also like uh, like outdoor play sets like all of these like big purchase items. They all live in the. The varied industries. What's building? the most expensive thing you could buy at the fair? You think? God, I if mean, if it's not a hot tub, well, like a house. You know what is amazing is that there's this lot of RVs, and uh -huh. it's like every model of 
fancy RVs. So you can walk and you can do like, it's like open house. So you walk through them. They have like three bedrooms that you like click a bedroom or click a button on a remote and they like expand out. out. So I think like if you're going to the state fair and buying an RV, like that's the most baller shit you could do. Yeah. You're balling out for sure. Yeah. Okay, great. So this is what we need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Go there, buy a fucking RV and a hot tub. And then you just live there. And And then see the world's smallest horse. (laughs) Yeah. You guys see that? That tiny horse. It's just Uh a baby. It's like in uh, Parks and Rec. What was the little, the Sebastian? Sebastian. Sebastian. Oh yeah. 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 I think little Sebastian died. Oh, don't tell me that. In the show, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. in the show, but not yeah. in, real and maybe in real life. Oh, yeah, they did a memorial. <gasps> Who knows? And you know? I will say I've seen the best concert I've ever seen at the Iowa State Fair, and it was Jason Derulo. Jason, <gasps> Jason Derulo. Derulo. And my favorite thing about that concert is, first of all, you can buy like these 32-ounce beers at the Iowa State Fair or 32-ounce margaritas. Like You can get truly <laughs> trash, truly trash at the Iowa State Fair, and I do recommend it because yeah. you're in this weird no-man's land yeah, of society, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you can just wander around, see a horse, et cetera. And pet a pig. Oh, and milk a cow. You can milk a cow there. Wow. Okay, but uh, my favorite thing about Jason Derulo is that he, during a song before a dance break, ripped off his shirt, yes. danced, yes. went off stage, uh-huh. came back in a different shirt, and then just immediately ripped it off again. He just wanted to get two shirt takeoff moments in the same song. Wow. And I was like, I was like in the audience, I was like, I don't even feel pandered to. Like, this is exactly why. Yeah, Why you're like, I just saw the world's biggest fucking pig, yeah, dude. Yeah. Of course, Jason, take off your shirt 900 times, I am a king, entertain me. <laughs> yeah, Derulo. No. Okay, so let's talk about some of the food that kings like Jason Derulo can eat there. Of course. Off the top, I just want to point out a couple things that I saw. One is called a chicken parmesan stick. What the fuck? It says Italian seasoned waffle that is baked around <laughs> chicken breast, covered in marinara, sprinkled with parmesan, and served on a stick. I have never heard of a waffle-covered chicken breast. <laughs> constituting the chicken parm. And this, welcome <laughs> to 2019. It's only $6. The prices on these are very reasonable. Yeah, I'm, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's <sighs> like there are you have to pay more money once you're in the fair to really maximize sure. your experience. But, for but $6 like, for a chicken parm stick? I'm in. Yeah. Why wouldn't you be? Caitlin, what, what, what caught your eye? The first thing I saw was the fried avocado slices. That seems pretty... That feels so interesting to me. That is seven dollars. Like seven dollars. That's more than a chicken parm stick. I'm telling you, avocado. Avocado is expensive. a rarity in the Midwest. I think it's like oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like that is every once in a while they do a pandered fry, fried food or stick food to like a healthy audience. Uh, well, this right. is probably the healthiest thing on I the think menu, so, and it's, it's like still a fried avocado. Well, no, there's there's apple slices for three dollars. <laughs> that seems just very yeah, just reasonable. Apple slices, but with uh, honey and peanut butter. Directly above that is apple nachos, which is nacho yes. chips covered with cinnamon sugar and topped with apple filling, caramel whipped cream, and crushed red hots. That sounds oh absurd. It's but absurd. I'm guessing that a red hots is a uh, like a cinnamon candy, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's just weird <laughs> to think of like a tortilla chip with apples, but and I guess you can get cinnamon candy. But see, this is why we have to go beyond our boundaries, so we no longer look at bird people as kinkier than us and people we can embrace exactly. with love. We gotta expand our our viewpoints to include red hots. On yeah. Nachos. Also, shout out uh, bird people. If you are kinky, let us know uh, on Twitter. <laughs> I, I yes. want to know if, I, if she's on to something. I think that this is a true cross section. She'll be like, yeah. They'll be like, oh, you ever fuck a bird person? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> 
then we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, the thing about this menu is that I think almost everything on it would activate my sludge, which brings me to oh my god, my sludge. Great pivot. <laughs> oh my god, um, sludge pivot. Before we talk about your sludge, there's just one last thing that looks really good to me. It was the Chinese sweet corn cup, a cup of <laughs> Iowa sweet corn. But it, the way it becomes Chinese is because there's char shoe on there. Oh. The Chinese barbecue pork. And I'm like, yo, this is. <laughs> and only seven That might be really good. <laughs> Iowa in the building. Um, but yes, back to your sludge, Caitlin. Oh, yeah. goodness. Because um, I, it was funny. When I was looking at this and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to talk about this with Caitlin because <laughs> you're currently having, you're experiencing health issues. Yeah. And you are dealing with a medical system that is wholly unable to treat you with any kind of dignity. Correct. Yes. And you are basically going to do a podcast about this. You're doing you're doing I'm a podcast about this. I'm currently releasing episodes of a podcast about this very matter. The podcast is called Sludge, mm-hmm. an American Healthcare Story. It all starts when I was at a, a fair, not the Iowa State Fair. You were at a fair? Which fair? Which fair? The Renaissance Fair. Okay. Oh my goodness. Yes. Uh, and then I had an attack. A sludge attack, and by that I mean um, I passed some gallstones, although I didn't know what the, that that was what was happening at the time. Went to the ER. Uh, the ER staff were like, yeah, we don't really know what's wrong, but we think you have some sludge in your gallbladder. And I said, oh, um, should I feel chill about that? Right. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, sludge, you say. Uh-huh. Okay. Sludge was the medical term? That's what the nurse told me, yes. Wow. Wow, mm-hmm. wow, wow. Um, because I'm stupid, I guess. And oh, I, I wouldn't understand uh, gallstones. sludge is, yeah. <laughs> so she's right. like, uh, slu- you so have sludge? sludge? Yeah, <laughs> what we call sludge. Uh, and then since then, it's I've just been on this uh, never-ending quest to uh, seek treatment for my sludge uh-huh. and have been uh, very much unable to do that because of my health insurance. And it, there's just so many hoops to jump through. Oh, God. And referrals and approvals and authorizations and da da yeah. on and on. It's an ongoing. I still have the sludge in my body. It needs to get out of my body, but it's still there. So listen well, to sludge. Yeah, please listen to sludge. <laughs> um, I am so sorry for your sludge. It's okay. <laughs> well, and then here's it. Like I can't eat anything on this menu or anything really except for like vegetables and just, like because your digestive system is so sensitive, basically. Yeah, so uh, gallstones, or again, sludge balls. Ah. <laughs> oh. Um, or I guess the result of your body not being able to properly digest or, like, process um, fatty food. Okay. Oh, or so this would yeah, be... This, yeah. yeah, so, like, your gallbladder or your, your I'm sorry, your sludge pouch uh-huh. is where... <laughs> You store bile that your li- like excess bile that your liver makes, and bile is used to break down um, fatty food. I know none of this because any doctors have told me or any medical professionals. I've just had to figure this all Educate out on myself, my own. Right? Yeah, I've got sludge balls in my sludge pouch because it's like a hereditary thing. Uh, my grandma, my aunt, all had sludge balls as well, but it needs to exit my body through. Sludge surgery. Slurgery. Slurgery. If you will. Mm-hmm. Done by a qualified a sl- surgeon. Slurgeon, yeah. yes. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Who went to surgical school. Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. So, 
<laughs> anyway, I'm waiting to, uh, ju- you know, just have the proper medical care. But yes. uh, this country hates um, poor people mm-hmm. and they um, only want rich people to have medical care. Yeah. And right. they love to profit off of sick people. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, of too. course. So, yeah, please uh, check out that show so you can follow Caitlin's journey to desludgeify yes. herself. Thank you. Um, Jossie. It has been wonderful having you. Yeah, thank you so much. Please tell people where they can find you and follow you and support you, hear yeah. you, whatever, it, on of all course. your incarnations. Yeah. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at jossie.com. That's J-O-C-E-Y-D-O-T-C-O-M. Oh, you spell it. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, you can really get creative with what you think I mean when I say that. <laughs> so I like to spell it out. Right. Yeah, but that's where you can find me. And sometimes I post okay tweets. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, some pretty, pretty okay good. tweets. Yeah, I actually I've uh, read one of your tweets on here before. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. So they're yeah. Oh my god! I, I think they're I think, I think they're great. <laughs> That's uh, incredibly flattering. Wow. Oh well, you know this is a second rate podcast, so let's not get ahead All of right. ourselves. <laughs> um, what about you, Durante? Where can people find you? Follow you? Oh, I'm sorry. A tweet that you like, Jossie. Oh my god! Okay. I got ahead of myself. So there's a tweet I like, and it is a video of Gordon Ramsay. Uh huh. And it's on I think one of his cooking shows. He's talking to a contestant about her carrot cake. Okay. And he asks her if she knows what the main thing about carrot cake is. Okay. And this and is... you can only guess what she answers. Right. <laughs> if there's one thing a carrot cake needs is what? Carrots. Frosting. Frosting. <laughs> and, the, and Frosting, frosting. And the most beautiful, first of all, uh, the, Car- the cake looks amazing. Yes, the cake looks amazing. Um, I highly recommend you watch this uh, video because her face as she self-corrects to frosting is it's, like, is, is it an incredible, it's an immersive experience of feeling exactly that way. <laughs> she dies inside. And also like Gordon Ramsay, like like the, yeah. the, tweet, the tweet says, I wouldn't usually disagree with Gordon Ramsay, but I was watching him judge this carrot cake and I think the contestant was perhaps correct. <laughs> What's the carrots main icing. thing about carrot cake? I would say carrots. I would I had say to carrots. Guess. I guess I don't know. I'm I'm coming as a non-baker. Yeah. So in my mind, yeah, literally, if it's carrot cake, carrot. <laughs> but I guess I guess the icing must be like for everyone. Be like, no, yes. that's any asshole can make the cake. It's the icing. <laughs> <laughs> I would say carrot because I have no idea how you incorporate carrots into a cake, and uh, I'm I'm in awe of it. I think you just stuff them in the the cake pan when you yeah. bake it. Yeah. Just place one carrot in the middle. Look, carrot cake is yet another thing I can't eat anymore because oh of my, my sludge. sludge. Sorry. sludge. Sorry. So we everyone's are... just really. I don't mean but that. But no. carrots. That's what I mean. I can't eat carrots. That's, that's yes. Carrots, that's a safe sludge move. Yeah. So as we eat carrot cake, you eat your carrot along and then visualize. And then I put frosting on it. <laughs> yeah, if you can. Great. If you can, awesome. Uh, Durante, that's a great meal. <laughs> where you. can we find you and follow you? And support you. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Caitlin Durante, and that's Caitlin with a C. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you can, like I said, listen to uh, the Sludge Podcast and follow that on Twitter at Sludge Podcast. Um, Check out my other uh, podcast, The Bechtel Cast, which I uh, co-host with – Frequent podcast guest. Is that the word that, that we say? Well, now she's a ja- performance artist. I don't but, know. Uh, <laughs> she might leave us. True. Uh, Jamie Loftus. Um, and we talk about the representation of women in movies in that podcast. Um, I'm teaching some online screenwriting classes coming up in October. So if you want to learn and you live anywhere in the world, 
you can do that because it's online. So <laughs> you can uh, go to my website, caitlindronte.com, and there's there's some information about that there. Uh, also, I'm going to be traveling despite my sludge. Yes, internationally. Internationally. Sludge. Might have a sludge attack at any time during my travels. Yeah. Who knows? But I am uh, doing comedy in Edinburgh, London, Dublin, and Paris. Um, I know. Okay, Miss Maisel. And, um, oh, we didn't, you know, Italy, Florence, specifically, as a local scholar. I'm sorry. (laughs) Did you just mention you will be going to Florence, Italy? It's, I, oh my God, are we in the America? No, no, not at all. We're actually, actually, so I'm not going to Florence. Okay, cut this off. (laughs) I'm going to Rome. Cool. Um... Okay. Sounds good. Oh, sounds chill. Sounds, Never been. I'm, I'm excited. I've I've heard good things. It's like some yeah. gladiator shit or something. Yeah. Right. Cool. Um, no. Sounds good. Sounds in- very chill to me. I sounds feel, like a great time. I've you're heard that their there. infrastructure is really crumbling though. So sure. Just like okay. my body that's full of sludge. <laughs> anyway. And if you have a sludge baby abroad, then they're technically a naturalized citizen of right. that country. So yeah. <laughs> Dual the, citizenship for yes. your sludge baby. The nice thing about my travels is that almost everywhere I'm going has like universal health care. So if I have another sludge oh attack, God. I can probably just get my problem taken care of immediately. Right. In any Without them places. being like, what's your sludge situation? Yeah. Right. Like, uh, I need an authorization for a referral for a, an approval yeah. just for you to even see a doctor. There you go. I mean, like. Have any, your sludge child. Every Hopefully good. it will be Italian. Every good sequel to anything is like, and then they go to Europe. So this is a really great I mean, turn for Sludge Spider-Man yeah. Far From Home. Yes. Right. Men in Black International. Sludgy. Sludge, Sludgy Far Sludgy, From Home. Far From Home. <laughs> Sludgy too. Back in the Habit. Or that's Sister Act. Sludgy um, to me is very Flubber-like. And yeah. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, if we can put yeah, a friendly absolutely. face on your sludge, then it's Flubber. Yes. What Thank is, you. Um, what's a tweet that you like? Oh, it comes from Megan Amram at Megan Amram. Uh, mm-hmm. she, it's a she retweeted uh, a tweet of hers from 2016, but it is still very relevant. Um, she says these shootings keep happening despite our worst efforts. Oh yeah, yeah. She oh, she's the master of repetition. There's that one. Today is the day Donald the, Trump finally, finally became, became president. president, and then her TBTs <laughs> on Instagram. It's always. I don't know. I think it's been like four years now. Yeah. The same TBT photo. Maybe oh. five. Oh, wait. Which one is it? It's the one. It's in black and white and she's throwing her hands up. <laughs> oh, sure. It's that's She does that every fucking week for Every years. Thursday? Yeah. That's incredible. And yeah. just adds one week. I mean, TBT talk about to, performance art. That's good performance art. It's called art. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah. No, you know what? Yeah. Drop the P. You can find me and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Um, a tweet that I like is from Reductress uh, that says, <laughs> Quiz. Are you an introvert, an extrovert, or a pervert? <laughs> um, and yes, that's that'll be all for me. Oh, next week for AKAs, um, hit me with some Beck-inspired AKAs. Wow. Okay, I would like to do some Beck songs. So if you have, you know, New Pollution, Devil's Haircut, uh, <laughs> Loser, whatever, uh, Deborah. Oh shit, that would I could really go. I. <laughs> I mean, he's demonstrated um, his range. Please push it. <laughs> I know, exactly. And I will have to overtake him at some point. Uh, hit me with uh, Beck-inspired AKAs for next week, please. I would appreciate that. 
Uh, you can find the Daily Zeitgeist at Daily Zeitgeist on Twitter, at the Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page. We got a website, dailyzeitgeist.com. We post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and also, just so you know, Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. And for more, check out the iHeartRadio app. You know what I mean? Or Apple Podcasts. I don't know. Just check it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Support everybody. Okay? Please. Also, Orlando area Zeitgang, uh, Jack, Anna, Shireen, and I will be participating in podcast movement. Uh, you know, the uh, industry uh, convention, basically, for podcasters, August 13th through 16th. So we'll be around in your city. We won't be doing any live shows, unfortunately, but maybe um, we'll figure out a way for y'all to meet up or something. I don't know if we have time or I might just be lost in Epcot the whole time because I have not been to Disney World. And that is something I will do while I'm there. Please give me tips. Now, the song we will go into the weekend into like brave, brave warriors is a track from Kruang Bin. Okay, a, a band that I we, we talk about a, a lot here. Um, their vibes are just very strong um, and something I appreciate. And the track is called Order of Operations off the album Hasta el Cielo. And check this song out. It's a viber. Not really, no lyrics on this one. Just minimal bass playing, some nice reverb on the kit. You know, just something just to cruise into the weekend. Please love yourself, love each other. Uh, bless y'all. Have a safe, you know, weekend filled with love and food. If you're in Iowa, please uh, fucking have one of those corn cups for me. Yeah, see if you can find the stick of butter deep fried in on a stick. Yeah, please. Yeah, please. I'll eat that. Yeah. Someone needs to eat someone it. Someone can't. Yeah. yeah. Someone live for those of us who yeah. cannot. Celebrate what your sludge can process. Yeah. Your bile. But your also bile processes ag- acknowledge your bile privilege. <laughs> yes, too. bile privilege. Right. Thank you so much. And with that, we'll bid you adieu. Uh, See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.